listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome to Earth Oddity Podcast with me, John, and my co-host, Tiny, Mm -hmm. the beauty behind the podcast while I'm the brains. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh... We are here today to talk about odd news, strange occurrences, and all the usual musings that we have each week that you've grown to love as a listener. So thank you for tuning in once again to our show. Mm -hmm. How was your week, Tiny? It was all right. It was okay. Yeah, I had a pretty good week, too. Long week, but it was not a bad week. We're in like the busy time of summer for us where right. like Libby's got acting camp going on and they're putting a play on Hudson's got boy scout stuff going on. Thomas, Thomas got, is getting his driver's license. Thomas is getting his driver's license soon, which went his 16th birthday party. My 16th birthday party. When I turned 16, had a bunch of friends over to the house, had pizza, had, you know, all that mm-hmm. a big party, probably 30, 40 people there. He invited his five friends that he's been friends with his whole life. And we all went to Chuck E. Cheese. Nice. All right. <laughs> Which amazing to go where you don't have little kids to worry about. Mm-hmm. So Dieter and I, we we got more tickets than anybody else uh, <laughs> there because <laughs> we went and played all the little games where you could get a bunch of tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but we had a fun time. But I just thought it was kind of unusual, you know. Like, I like Chuck E. Cheese, but but is there a particular reason he wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese over Shindig? Well, we offered Shindig, huh. but I think it became a joke between him and all his friends. I see that. We're 16. Yeah, we're teenagers. Let's, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Right? I did the same thing. And I can't I, talk. I told him, like, I was like, now look, guys, for the like, y'all don't be pushing any kids over <laughs> to get to the, whatever game you want to play. And no all ball that. pit. I was like, everybody be cool. And then about halfway through, we look over, and they have this little, I, I, you know probably what I'm talking about. It's like a little bicycle thing you sit on, and you pedal, and it'll lift and you it, way up in the air. <laughs> yeah, but now, if way up in the air is like six foot yeah, right. <laughs> over the ground. Well, when you're a little kid, you think <laughs> yes. it's forever over there. Well, there I look over, and there's Gatlin on it, like pedaling halfway up. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm sure he exceeds all the limits for that, <laughs> yeah. weight-wise and everything. And what's great is the employees who are teenagers themselves sure. making minimum wage are yeah. like, well, I'm not going to go over there and come to get <laughs> right. off. Right. <laughs> and so we had fun doing that. And then they came back to the house and stayed up all night long. Dude mm-hmm. and I went upstairs, left them downstairs. They didn't even try to sneak out. Like, I don't know what's wrong with my <laughs> kid. I would have definitely snuck out. Kids don't get out anymore. I don't get it, you know. Yeah. And so they... Stayed up and played video games and did whatever. And Dieter and I went upstairs, which I was like, hey, babe, we got the whole upstairs to ourselves, you know. <laughs> what about, you know, a little, we'll have some little happy fun time. And she was like, I almost sleep in Libby's room. You sleep in Hudson's. <laughs> so we just slept in separate <laughs> rooms. She was tired. She I was gotcha. tired. Yeah. So that's fine. So we had a good time. But it's just in that time of the year where somebody's got something going on every single day. I hate to bother you, but business idea, mm-hmm. an energy drink yeah. marketed specifically to married. middle-aged married women. <laughs> Here, take a, I think they have. I think it's called Bang. 
<laughs> I think it's called bang. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I have a shot of bang. Dadgum yeah. it. Yeah. Somebody stole my idea again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. but uh, I would have called it Amore or something. Yeah, Amore. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, so, but it's, uh, it's uh, well, like I say, next week, and Dieter and I both working Monday through Fridays mm-hmm. and stuff. Used to, and Dieter worked part-time back when she was at the NICU. She had days off, and all this stuff was never an issue. But I'm having to take kids to doctor visits and things now. There's been a lot more pressure on gotcha. me to be a parent, and I don't know how well I've responded. I actually agreed to pray for y'all. Yes, you did. Coming week. Yes, you did. Thank which you. It's kind of rare for me. <laughs> Tiny, <laughs> if you didn't know, Tiny only agrees to pay, pray for people with cancer. Yeah. Well, people with real problems. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, making, I'm making an exception this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, because we have a real problem. Thomas is turning 16. He's about to start driving himself around. We want him to get his license as quick as possible because that's one less person we have to take somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, and maybe you can even get him to take people places. Yeah, exactly. When you need them. Yeah, yeah, then we can load him up, which Libby is. And if fu- he's like, oh, I don't want to, be like, well, who bought your car? <laughs> Livy is fired up about riding to school with him because okay. she's going to Northport Intermediate, which is right over there by County High. And in her mind, Big Brother can take her, drop her off, and then he goes to school, you mm-hmm. know? But I don't know if Thomas is going to have enough time to do all that and get to school on time. And so we don't know how that's going to work out. But she thinks that that's going to be the greatest <laughs> right. thing ever. But then that leaves Ollie, who goes to the elementary school, which is right beside the intermediate school and the high school, to where he needs to ride with somebody or ride the bus. <laughs> like, well, we put Ollie <laughs> yeah. on the bus, and then the other two ride. Hudson t- rides with Deidre home. I-, I don't know. He should just be thankful the foster kid's not having to walk. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. He's been going to reading camp all summer because he's not the best reader, not the strongest reader. And uh, he hates it because uh, the bus picks him up. I don't know if you know. We stand out there every morning, and the bus comes and picks him up. Hates it every hates day. It. Why do I have to go to reading camp? Like, because you can't read, buddy. Like, <laughs> I can read. And if I'm you like, paid more attention <laughs> yeah. in school, then you wouldn't have to. <laughs> That's what I, I was like. You remember Ollie last year during the year when we would sit down to do your reading work? And you would cry, and you would throw fits, and you would get mad, and you wouldn't want to do it. I was like, that's why you're going to reading camp now, because you didn't work hard enough during the year, you know? And Which isn't fair. He kind of started out mm-hmm. behind the eight ball anyways, but he's came a long way. It's been amazing, but Well, still. now, I will say that just, you know, in the short time y'all have had him, I've seen a big change. Yeah. Just no. in everything. Like, yeah. You know. He's come along. He's gone from like a... a a Mowgli-esque, you know, man cub into a relatively respectable young man. Y'all should be proud. He's he's doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. He's gotten a lot better. He's he's just he's just Ollie. Sometimes he'll come into a neighbor's house without being invited. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's still well, he's still got some details to work out. I'm saying. Yes. Well, let's talk about odd news. Let's talk about odd news. What you got this week? Oh, I've got a Hitler story. Everybody's <laughs> okay. Everybody loves a Hitler story. Um, a Dogecoin. I know that's huge. I know you're big into Dogecoin I was. and everything else. I sold my Dogecoin in Ball Wish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then I got a Chick Fil A story. All right. So uh, there we go. What about you? I have a story about a World War II bomb. 
I have a story about a Florida man story. Great. But this right here, top story. Okay. Valve announces a portable PC gaming solution called the Steam Deck. Okay. Uh, and this is odd news how. Uh, I wanted to talk about it. (laughs) We're tiny, slowly trying to evolve this podcast into a nerd podcast. Steam Deck. Yes. Okay. You ever, uh, are you familiar with Steam? No, I'm not. I don't know anything about, I mean, I I understand what Steam is, like when you heat up (laughs) water. I, I get what Steam is, yes. Yeah. This is not that. This is there's a company called Valve. Okay. They were the I guess the development house that did the video game Half-Life back in the, they've done some other stuff. They've done Left 4 Dead. They started a service that they called Steam and it originally was a service just to let them update their games mm-hmm. and people could log into their Steam account and get like their Valve specific video game updates. Okay. If you're gaming on a PC, I've been a console gamer Nearly my entire life. I'm just now starting to dabble in PC games. Okay. And it was actually the announcement of this little thing that did it for me. Okay. It has now evolved into other video game companies putting their games on there. So if you game on the PC, like if you know you have an Xbox, you go to the Xbox store and and download your games. Or if you own uh, PlayStation. Well, Steam, and they're not the only one. There's some other ones too. Like Epic has a game store. But a lot of people use Steam to okay. download video games off of Steam and play them off of Steam. They have announced a tiny little handheld. Well, it's, it's actually not that tiny. It's about it's slightly larger than a Nintendo Switch. Okay. But it's not a console. It is actually a portable PC. Hmm. And they say it can do everything your PC can do, but it's specifically geared towards playing your Steam games. So this is for gamers to... Look at porn <laughs> when they're out and about. <laughs> well, not quite. Because, you I mean, you could do that on your phone. Come on. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> I yeah. was unaware. That's <laughs> a possibility. Unaware. There is no way you didn't know that. Oh, I, I had no clue. Uh, that's the only reason we have a laptop. <laughs> that's why Apple invented the iPhone. Okay. <laughs> if you want to get right down okay, to it. Okay. All right. <laughs> But no, this is a, you have a Nintendo Switch, right? Or your kids do. Yes, we have uh, three, four Switch lights and one Switch. Gotcha. Well, this is like a Switch, only you can put Windows on it if you want to. You okay. can play your Xbox game because, you know, Windows, they put all their game, their Xbox games on like computers now on PC. Yeah. So you could like, if you had Windows Game Pass or Xbox Game Pass, you could log into your Game Pass account and play it on this thing. And I imagine one of the reasons I'm interested in it is uh, it's probably going to be an emulation powerhouse, too. Oh, okay. I mean, you can play. Well, I just mark me down as <laughs> excited. They announced this uh, last Thursday. Okay. Pre-orders went live on Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, which was 12 o'clock here. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I never do this. But I actually set my alarm because I worked nights last week. I set my alarm to wake up and reserve one of these things. Oh, yeah? Yes. What is the cost on one of these? There are three tiers. Okay. There is a 64-gigabyte solution, which is going to come in at $3.99. Okay. 50 bucks more than a Switch. Okay. Or the Switch OLED that they announced. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> there is a 
256 gig version. And now that comes with a NME, like steady state drive. It's like a super fast hard drive. You know, that's going to come in at 529, I think. Mm -hmm. And then for the premium is going to be a 512 gigabyte version. And that one comes with some bells and whistles and extra stuff. It's going to come in at like 650 bucks. That's the one you got, right? Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell Tara. All right. So you're talking about your nerd stuff. I don't want to interrupt your nerd stuff to talk about my nerd stuff. Okay. But I I have a very nice watch and it got broken. So my friend who has a lot of nice watches was like, well, you need to take it to Bromberg's Mm -hmm. in Birmingham. They, They can fix it. Now, this is the guy that you said had a substantial oh, yeah. collection of watches. Yeah. He's got, I mean, I would I would die for just one of his watches. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I had to take Libby to uh, an appointment in Birmingham last week, and I took it to Bromberg's. So I walk in, and Bromberg's is like, well, uh, we can't work on this. We got to deal with Rolex, and we can't work on Omega watches. So we have to send this off to Chronotech, which is a, a big watch repair place mm-hmm. and he was like you know let's come back here we'll we'll get everything down well then i was like well look my buddy said that and i had to do his name i can't remember ryan or whatever i was like my buddy said ryan to hook me up you know like <laughs> yes. ryan my buddy said ryan and fix don't it all give I me do. this chrono tech yeah. go back there and get right <laughs> i was like i just gotta tell it tell him that that my buddy sent me you know and he's mm-hmm. like no we can't do that or whatever which is fine i mean <laughs> i get it and, you know, sure you can. We walked in the store and Libby was like, this is too rich for us. You know? <laughs> and John had to remind Libby, do you not remember we live in Belmead? Well, I was like, look, Libby, we're rich, but these people are rich, rich. You know, they're <laughs> right. shopping here. And I was like. Like, we're rich, but to these people, we're just middle class. Yeah, exactly. We're just upper middle class. <laughs> and so, anyway, so they, I go back there, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to send you watch off. And they give me a little receipt and everything. And they're like, we'll contact you once we get an estimate on repair costs. And I'm like, <laughs> great, okay. But I'd already Googled it, and it was like, you know, three dollars $500. So I was like. Ooh, for a repair. Yeah. Not for a watch. Yeah, for a repair. Wow. And so I was okay. like, that's, that's doable right there. <laughs> that's okay? doable. Yeah. Okay. So Saturday comes, Dieter and I start walking. We had just passed your house. I saw y'all. Yeah. I saw y'all okay. yesterday. Yeah, Saturday. And so uh, my phone rings. Bromberg's on the call today. I pick it up. First of all, I always keep my phone full blast. I immediately start lowering the volume <laughs> on it so she can't hear my conversation. <laughs> like, he's like, hey, John, we just uh, you know spoke with the people at Chronotech uh, about your watch. They said that the uh, crown and stem are broken, like you said, mm-hmm. and that ought to be repaired, but also the oil has leaked out of it, so they have to do that. They recommend a complete servicing for that. Uh, we're going to polish the, the crystals and everything, you know, polish the crystal and you know, make sure everything's refurbished. And there, she said, it looks like the estimate on this repair is a thousand dollars. Oh, snap. And so and Dieter, you, uh, just real quick, uh-huh. you can't go buy a thousand dollar watch. I can't, that would be nicer. I, uh, no, not that would be not nicer. this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, it would be comparable. This watch is probably about twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Dang. I mean, I don't want to flex on everybody here. But. You know what? I'm not ashamed at all of my Steam Deck reservation. <laughs> no, you're fine. And so the lady was like, do you want us to go ahead with these repairs? And so I was like, yeah, I guess so. You know, like, what am I going to do? I'm gonna, either you're going to ship me back a watch that's broken. It's going to yeah. cost me $1,000 to get fixed somewhere else. 
or what? You, you know? couldn't take it to like the Pawn Stars guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay. And so I hung up and Dita was like, who was that? I was like, it's Brian Burr's talking about my watch, you know, and everything. And I told her what was wrong with it. And she's like, well, that sounds like it's going to be expensive to fix. And I was like, just like only $500. <laughs> I just said, I just acted like I didn't, they didn't give me an estimate. I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be kind of expensive. <laughs> you, didn't, you need to come back and be like, they quoted me a price of $1,500, but because I'm a salesman and I'm such a smooth talker, I was able to talk them down to a thousand. But let me, let me, let me talk about how the world, the Lord works. Okay. <laughs> okay. So a while back, my good friend and boss, Shane Spiller told me, Hey, you need to go on this unclaimed property website and search your name. You may have some money out there that's owed to you. And I was like, okay. So I went on and I did all the thing that showed that I had a, a check from the state of Alabama and I had to prove that I used to live at my old address mm-hmm. and everything, which I still had like my car registry and everything. So to send all these documents in, okay, well, I'm expecting a state of Alabama check, probably a foster check. But in the back of my mind, I was like, this could be about my taxes that they screwed up and said they had a lien on my property for and all. And so anyways, I was like, either way, I'm going to get 400 bucks. From mm-hmm. it. So Send all that off. Well, yesterday evening, get the mail out of the mailbox. Department of Alabama Treasury envelope. Neither thinks we're getting sued or the tax man's coming from us. Open it up. Fourteen hundred and something dollars for Dang. me, and I and I was like, "Wow, look, Dieter, that's pretty awesome." She's like, "Yeah," I was like, "Man, that'll pay for that wash repair right there." <laughs> She's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that definitely will." I was like, "Thank you, Jesus." <laughs> I'm gonna get my watch back. What's the name of that website? <laughs> <laughs> it's Alabama Unclaimed Property. I'm seriously, if I'm sure every state has it, you should go do it and you search your name, and then I can pay for my Steam Deck. <laughs> right. Well, what it'll do is it'll have you know like what your address was at the time. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so you have to prove that you, number one, who you are, like give them a photocopy of your driver's license, social security card, and mm-hmm. then proof of residence for whatever address that was. So mm-hmm. luckily that was before we sold the Avalon and I had all my, my tag information still in there. So I just made a photocopy of that and sent it in. Huh. Next thing you know, I get a $1,400 check from them. So. All right. Yeah, I was pretty excited. <laughs> it is exciting. Yeah. So, anyways, back to your nerd stuff. Because <laughs> I, I clearly am not a nerd who would pay a thousand dollars to fix a broken watch. Yes. So, anyway, this this little device is gonna. They say that they're making a dock. It don't come with one, but it's also compatible with like anything out there. So, okay, if you have like a laptop dock, you can dock this to it. You can throw it up on your big screen. You can pair other controllers to it. It's, it's, it's pretty sweet. So uh, just for my curiosity, how many different handheld video gaming <laughs> devices do you currently own? Okay. <laughs> I have a Nintendo 3DS. Okay. My son has a Nintendo 3DS XL. Okay. No, wait. I have a, I have a 3DS XL. He has a new 3DX, 3DS XL that we need to get fixed. The, one of the shoulder buttons on it is busted. I have a Nintendo 2DS. I have a PSP and a PlayStation Vita. Okay. And hopefully sometime first quarter of 2022, I have a Valve Steam Deck. So six of them. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel so bad about my watch collection now. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, um, and like I said, they, uh, they, uh, they announced that they are going to start shipping them in December of this year. But the pre-orders evidently were extremely, they crashed their system. Yeah. 
and people were trying to get on them all day. I wasn't able to get mine until around 142. Oh. So I think that's when I got my confirmation email. How'd that make you feel waking up early? <laughs> well, I was I was antsy because I had to, <laughs> I was hitting the reload button. I, I took my laptop yeah. into the room I sleep in with me okay. so that I could just wake up and log right on. <laughs> If you want to reserve one, by all means, do it. I'll link the website sure. in the show notes. It's a $5 reservation fee that will be applied to the system. Oh, you get a $5 discount. <laughs> when, well, I mean, you're paying it. And again, like uh, when they when yours fi- is available, you'll get an email saying that you can order it now. I think you have four days to respond. So if you decide oh. you don't want it. Then you can then just, it goes to the next you can person. cancel and it goes to the next person. I, something tells me they're not going to have any trouble selling these things because Valve is very private about their financials. But mm-hmm. some there was some kind of HTML loophole. I don't I don't understand this. I'm sure if John Horton was here, he sure. would. Somewhere I think somewhere in the neighborhood of like two hundred thousand is okay. pre orders they took on Friday. So wow, that's uh that's significant. And again, that was just on Friday. So. And that was after announcing it on Thursday. So it says here it's seven inches big. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a big deck. Yeah. <laughs> it is a big deck. And I would like to say <clears throat> about my watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They offered for a charge to replace all the hands in it, too, because there's some cosmetic damage on that. And I said, no, I just turned that down. I said, no, $1,000 is enough. I was we'll, say, say, we'll do that later, guys. Is that not going to bother you nope. when you're looking at checking the time? And you're Won't like, bother me at all. I should have went ahead and got those hands. It's had them on there since I've got it. Well, since not long after I've got it, so it's fine. I mean, it's uh, I wear that wore that watch a lot, and then I didn't wear it a lot, and mm-hmm. then I started wearing it a lot again, and then I broke it because, well, actually, the real story is my foster kid knocked it off of the bathroom counter one time when i had it sitting there oh no and that's when it broke what was it doing on the bathroom you don't have like a velvet lined i have a watch box to keep it in i did but i had just taken it off to like do something you know (laughs) maybe i was getting in the shower or something like that and boom then it hits the floor and because he don't knock on doors he just (laughs) came in then he yeah oh yeah of course (laughs) and then you know i had to have that like brief 30-second inner monologue of how bad do I kill this child? Like, <laughs> how can I make this look like an accident or whatever? <laughs> and and then I just let it go. I was like, it's no big deal, Ollie. It's just stuff. Don't or rich. You know, <laughs> I can afford $1,000 to fix this watch. So, well, let's move on to something that's near and dear to your heart, Tiny, <laughs> and that is Chick-fil-A. Okay. Senator Lindsey Graham says he will go to war for Chick-fil-A after Notre Dame students disapprove of the restaurant. Well, now, hold on. I mean, okay, that's all well and good, but uh, something tells me Lindsey Graham would go to war for a lot of things. <laughs> no, he... <laughs> yeah. No, him and McCain would, never saw a war they didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina says he will go to war for Chick-fil-A's principles after he heard some students at the University of Notre Dame wanted to keep the fast food chain off of their campus. Mm -hmm. Nearly 200 Notre Dame students and faculty members signed an open letter to the school's campus dining division opposing the proposed addition to its dining services. 200 doesn't seem like that much to me. 
Uh, yeah, it does. I would like if I was the if I was Lizzie Graham, I'd be like, well, there's only two hundred of y'all. You know, like mm-hmm. what y'all's enrollment thirty thousand. You know, that ain't a whole lot. Um, Graham responded to the news on Twitter because, of course, we have to do everything on Twitter. Say, also, why why are we responding, like you said, to like 200 students? Yeah, right. Yeah, like they're not this even worth your time. Th- I mean, come on. The White House, you got to have, what, I think 10,000 signatures yeah, on a sure. petition for the White House to address it. Yeah. And then usually it's one sentence, like, yeah. no, we're not going to do that. Uh, and also, Lindsey Graham is in South Carolina. Notre Dame is in Indiana. <laughs> you know, like this ain't why, even why your, that, stay in your lane, yeah, buddy. Yeah, why is yeah. he even, yeah, I don't understand this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he got on Twitter uh, saying Notre Dame banning the restaurant, uh, banning the restaurant because some students and faculty disagree with the values would be a dangerous precedent to set. I hope we don't have to, but I will go to war for the principles Chick-fil-A stands for. <laughs> great food, great service, and great values, Graham said in the tweet. So Tiny and Lindsey Graham on the same side of history here. Don't forget Huck- uh, Huckabee. And in the interest of disclosure, I tried to get a milkshake at McDonald's yesterday, and they weren't doing it. They were only doing. Of course, they weren't. They were only doing ice cream, which right. is bold to me to make that claim over the thing. And I was like, am "You I, can't just run it through a blender." And my buddy's dad, who owns that, was like in the parking lot when I said, and I was like, almost rolled down the window. It was like, "Hey, Mister Hannah." Let me let me let you know what they're telling me right here. (laughs) But I didn't do it. I didn't. I didn't want to do that. You should have told that little teenager guy. I'm fixing to tell you, Daddy. (laughs) You don't make me look. Mr. Hannah's right out here in the parking lot. Uh, Students also wrote a letter to the editor in the Observer, which is a student-run newspaper, urging campus campus officials to keep Chick Fil A away. Uh, the article references <laughs> a May 12th Instagram post by Notre Dame Campus Dining, which said they were considering a variety of future restaurant options, including Chick-fil-A. The article raises concerns surrounding the restaurant's issue with the LGBTQ community, I'm sorry, LGBTQ plus community, participation in animal agricultural, and a lack of diversity in healthy food options. There are better alternatives that would both enhance the array of on-campus dining options and support the well-being of an increasingly diverse student body, the article said. So, just heads up to Notre Dame, the students at Notre Dame. Have y'all, like, looked into the Catholic Church's LGBTQ (laughs) plus policies? Just just throwing that out there. Also, you know what this story teaches me? What's that? This is why you should never ever, 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 under any circumstances, admit that you were wrong and take a different stance on something. Because if you remember here a couple of years yeah. ago, Chick-fil-A came out and said, was it even a couple of years ago? Yeah, it may have been actually longer than that. Oh, it, I would say it was within the, la- within the last five years. Okay. I just remember they came out and said that they were going to stop donating money, which, I mean, they didn't like, they, were, they had an agreement with the Salvation Army right. and FCA, yeah. and those agreements come to their come to their conclusion and they announced they weren't going to make another agreement and they were going to try to donate money to more LGBTQ plus friendly charities remember that mhm talk about a way to make everybody mad at you <laughs> <laughs> because 
I mean, it's not like the, the LGBTQ community, they didn't come out and say, oh, well, we love Chick-fil-A yeah. now. Thank you so right. much. So let's no. give us bygones or bygones. Everything's cool now. No, right. they still hate you. Sure. But now you got, you know, your Karens of the world, yeah. <laughs> like your more conservative people. Now they're upset at you. Well, sure. So well, this is why if you draw a line in the sand and you take a hard stand, a hard line stance on anything, sure, you should never, ever, no matter what happens, come out and say you were wrong <laughs> and try to go the other way. Because you'll make no friends. Yeah, no. You make all enemies. Everybody hates you then. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I just think it's, uh, well, for Chick-fil-A's credit, and I'm no fan of Chick-fil-A, everybody knows. <laughs> well documented all here. Uh, mainly because their food's overrated and overpriced, okay? It is but, overpriced. I'll give you that. But... I don't think they've ever had any lawsuit brought against them for hiring practice discrimination or anything like that, uh, that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Could be some out there that like, hey, you're gay. We're not going to hire you <laughs> or it, we bar you from our restaurant or anything like that. They would never say that. Sure. They would come up with some other reason. <laughs> <laughs> and the other wild thing is that they were talking about they don't have a healthy, diverse option of, you know, food. Mm-hmm the Notre Dame students were saying, but what college student is really that worried about their health and their food, you know? Oh, well, I need a healthy menu and now I'm going to go slam shotgun 12 beers tonight. (laughs) You know? Come on, guys. If you don't want the chicken sandwich place there because you don't like that they're Christian or whatever, just come out and say that. That's Mm -hmm. fine. But, to to wrap it under Speaking the of, guise of healthiness <laughs> seems yeah. a little short sighted, uh-huh. and also like you're at a Catholic school. <laughs> I, just, I mean, does that dawn on anybody else but me? I don't know. So should I just say a quick little uh, CYA about how not all Catholics are <laughs> into pedophilia? <laughs> no, yeah, you know, I wouldn't say that either. Okay, but I I still think that. uh and I don't know. I'm not Catholic, but that there's the, some skeletons. Well, Everyone's got skeletons the, in their closet, but yes. I would say I think the Catholic position on LGBTQ is probably hasn't evolved any mm-hmm. in the past couple of decades, not has that, it? Not that different from evangelical states. Yeah, no, no. Like if you're looking for a uniter between <laughs> Southern Baptists and Catholics, <laughs> we could probably, you know, we probably get on board. <laughs> The, the bashing gay people, you know, <laughs> not me personally. I was yes. talking in general on a broad, in a broad sense. So yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know though. Like the new popes, he's like firing from the hip all the time though. It seems like he, he'll throw a lot of stuff out there. So he may have been like, Hey, you know, gay, mean, gay, being gay is cool. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what the new pope he's liking Instagram models like sure. racy pictures yeah. on Instagram. Done, done two stories on that. <laughs> he's he's a hippo. He's telling kids that like there's no such thing as hell. Yeah, I remember that. Hey, well, he I, got put in a tough position on that one, right? That, that, no. That's true. But like, you can't I put mean, him on the spot like that. That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't even hate on him for that. Which I don't pay a lot of. I mean, surprise, he's smacking surprise. on that lady that was trying to touch him, <laughs> which he had coming. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> He seems like a pretty cool dude, you know, but I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the yeah. Pope. So I have no idea what, what the I mean, surprise, surprise. I don't pay attention to anyone other than myself and especially the Pope. But yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
<laughs> I was like, it's wild. Hey, you're at a Catholic school. Like, they're not cool with gay people, are they? I mean, I'm sure they let gay people go there, but the Catholic Church as a whole are not. They're like Baptists, I would imagine. <laughs> right. And I don't know, though. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Jacqueline will call in and read from the catechisms or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is and let me know for sure. Yeah. Suspected candle thief in Florida injures dozens of people with bear spray during his escape. Okay. This is my Florida man story here. A man in Doral, Florida, escaped from a mall store with stolen goods on Saturday by spraying everyone in his way with bear repellent. I respect it, actually. I mean, That's kind of a, an interesting kind of way to do it. Yeah, I don't think it's armed robbery at that point, right? Well, I think I think that still counts as or It's not like a deadly weapon. Yeah, but I think I think you're still armed because I mean, if you rob a store with a knife, yeah, that's armed robbery. That's though, armed isn't robbery. It? Yeah, I don't know, police officers out there, let <laughs> us know. Would you consider this man armed? I, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, at least thirty people required treatment for their injuries. Dora Police spokesman Ray Valdez told CNN. About 15 of the Mace victims were employees of Bath and Body Works at Miami International Mall. One had to be taken to the hospital after taking a direct hit of spray to the face. Police noted the seriousness of the attack as each sickened person could be considered a victim of aggravated battery. Oh, okay. So the suspect is potentially looking at 30 to 35 felonies. Wow. That's a lot of felonies. That is a lot of felonies. (laughs) Store employees told police the suspect had stolen candles with Valdez acknowledging this is one of those only in Miami stories. <laughs> <laughs> like, like as Florida's becoming self-aware, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, no, guys, this would only happen around here. It's fine. It says here, the suspect was last seen leaving the mall in a taxi through extremely watery eyes, <laughs> Valdez said. How do you get in a taxi after that? You know? <laughs> like, that's your getaway plan? Because <laughs> well, I got a taxi waiting on me? Unless you want some bear spray, too. You better take me to Squirt this right in your face. <laughs> Well, investigators which, are working to identify the individual. I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking there's probably not a lot of people that got a good look yeah. at him, seeing as that he was spraying him on the face <laughs> with bear mace. I've, I've got to say, I don't feel real sorry for the mall people because <laughs> we've all been squirted with cologne in a mall against our will. You know? yeah. like, finally, you're getting it back. You know? <laughs> this guy's actually a hero. Like some, some dude in the kiosk. I squirt me down with like an imitation Drake Harden Award or something <laughs> trying to get me to buy it. Yeah. I'm glad you got some bear spray to the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever had uh, pepper spray or mace or anything like that? I've gotten a little bit of I <laughs> okay. haven't gotten a direct shot of it before, but we were playing around with some one time. <laughs> it's fun to play with. <laughs> and a buddy got it. He got it like right on, like right in the gullet. I mean, it got him good. And I was near him, and it still stung pretty bad. Yeah. But he, I, I thought we we're going to take him to the hospital for a little while. Dang. Because he was like coughing and throwing up, and his face turned all red. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. I uh, I had some some spray one time. It's it's like the kind. Remember they used to put it on the keychain. Yeah. Used right. to have it on the keychain. I got a squirt of that one time, and yeah. it was painful. But I feel like if I was trying to viciously murder someone, you can fight. I could still fight through the pain and get them. He's like, <laughs> you have to bring something stronger than that to this <laughs> to this sexual assault. <laughs> uh, okay, well, 
Let's move on to another hobby of yours, which is Dogecoin. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. People been real fired up about Dogecoin. Uh, Dogecoin creator likens cryptocurrencies to a scam run by the powerful by a r- powerful cartel to benefit the rich. Dogecoin founder Jackson Palmer created the digital currency in 2013 as a meme-inspired joke. Five years later, its market value has soared into the billions, leading him to write at the time that cryptocurrencies had attracted shark-like scammers and opportunists. Hmm. Which one do you fall into? (laughs) Opportunist or shark-like scammer? (laughs) But the laugh now appears to be on millions of ordinary investors. The Australian entrepreneur suggested this week in a series of blistering tweets denouncing Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies. That's Ethereum. Is it? Yeah. Ethereum? Mm -hmm. You sure? I'm pretty sure. How do you spell Ether? E-T-H-E-R? I don't know. Okay. I'm not a spellologist. I'm not into (laughs) cryptocurrencies. I've just heard a lot of people call it Ethereum. Okay. So I assume it's pronounced Ethereum. I I buy precious metals in... (laughs) In the uh, in my and like that, I can hold in my hand that and uh, odd coin, yeah. And uh, odd coin's the only decent one out there, <laughs> yeah. it's tripled in value already, but, <laughs> right? You know, probably quadruple close to it now. Uh, <laughs> but the laugh, so he's he got on Twitter like like Lindsey Graham. <laughs> And he said that there's that cryptocurrencies are something resembling a mass Ponzi scheme to extract new money from the financially desperate and naive. Oh, you mean like the U.S. petrodollar? <laughs> <laughs> After years of studying it, I believe that cryptocurrency is an inherently right-wing, hyper-capitalistic technology built primarily to amplify the wealth of its proponents through a combination of tax avoidance, diminished regulatory oversight, and artificially enforced scarcity, Palmer wrote. In May, the price of Dogecoin Dogecoin hit an all-time high of roughly 72 cents, lifting its total market value to nearly 90 billion amid a broader those those were the good days. (laughs) (laughs) Amid a broader surge in crypto prices. Lately, Dogecoin has sunk to 19 cents at a loss of more than 60 billion, according to CoinDesk with other cryptocurrencies also slumping hard. I got out right around 35 cents. Okay, there you go, Tiny. <laughs> What'd you get in at, really? Six. Though? Okay. Six cents. Dogecoin took a dive May 11th after Tesla founder and Tiny's close personal friend, Elon Musk, who had touted the currency earlier this year, lampooned it in a skit during an appearance on Saturday Night Live. Bitcoin, the most popular virtual currency, topped sixty thousand dollars earlier this year, and now trades for roughly thirty-one thousand. Um, the crypto cryptocurrency industry leverages a network of shady business connections, bought influencers, and pay-for-play media outlets to perpetuate a cult-like get-rich-quick funnel designed to extract new money from the financially desperate and naive. Palmer tweeted Wednesday. So. Hmm. There you so go. So even though he founded a cryptocurrency, he don't like cryptocurrency. This is what it sounds like. Huh. He's, uh, maybe he was. Well, sounds like he founded this as a joke and <laughs> had no idea it was going to take. Had off. no idea it was going to take off. But after examining it, he's like, "Hey, we got all these people like Tiny out here sinking money in this, <laughs> and they don't know what they're doing. And I don't know the people who do are just 
scamming them out. Well, of their maybe cash. he should give out, give away all his Dogecoin that he's hanging yeah, on maybe to. Maybe so. I don't know. If you really feel that bad about it, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But I do remember uh, the Joe Kennedy, you know, uh, who is uh, John F. Kennedy's grandfather. I yes. think. You know, when the stock market tanked back in the twenties. He pulled all his money out like the week before that happened. Mm -hmm. And the legend is, is that he decided it was time to pull all his money out when the shoeshine boy gave him a stock tip. And he was like, "Uh, too many idiots are messing around (laughs) in this. And that can't be good when the shoeshine boy is talking about stocks. And so he's like, I'm getting all my money out. And then a week later, the market tanked. And he was sitting pretty. He didn't lose Mm -hmm. any of his wealth. And And he got to turn around and invest all that into an illegal moonshine. Well, now he made all that money doing illegal moonshining. (laughs) Yeah, And then he was able to buy stock at much lower prices after it all crashed. So Mm -hmm. it feels to me like we're in that area. Although I don't know a whole lot about cryptocurrency or the stock market at all. Just too many normal people are messing around with it. So that's why, for me, I'd much rather buy silver and stick it in my hiding place. Yeah, I'm not super, I mean, I'm not smart enough to under this, but right now, I think I'm kind of at the point where all money is imaginary. (laughs) (laughs) Like, money doesn't really exist, right? It, it the way money exists in the United States, it has the value that we put on it, basically. Exactly. Yes, right. Because it's not tied to any mm-hmm. fixed item. Yeah. So the only reason it's worth anything is because everybody has this imaginary agreement amongst ourselves uh-huh. that is worth what it's worth. Well, that and the petrodollar that you <laughs> mentioned earlier. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and so what's the difference between the U.S. dollar and cryptocurrency other than one is printed on paper, as well as is you know, digitally in accounts and stuff. Sure. And one is all digital. I don't think there's any real difference. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Or any real difference between um, stock in Apple mm-hmm. and stock in and buying a, a Bitcoin or you know whatever, two-thirds of a Bitcoin or however people trade it. I don't know. Because I doubt... Many of my friends are dropping thirty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a whole Bitcoin or sixty or ninety thousand or whatever it is. Whereas, like gold and precious metals are actually metals. Yes, but there again, are the value that we place on gold is placed there by us. It's true, right? Like somebody, Elon Musk, go find a meteorite like ninety percent gold mm-hmm. and like tow it to Earth. Yes. And there, all of a sudden, there's this huge supply, and it's not worth and, as much, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, and the price of gold would go down. So, right. But it's so gold, money's not real. Gold, is, well, you should give us money by going to <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/EarthOddity because money's not real. Money is real. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Money is real. It's a real thing. We all use it every day. <laughs> now, theoretically, money is not real. And you can live your life by that theory all you want to, but I will not. Okay. Uh, and I'm not Dave Ramsey here mm-hmm. or anything, but I would much rather invest in something I can actually hold than invest in something I can't see, feel, or touch. Right. Because I know where all my stash is. And only one other person in the <laughs> only one other person in the whole world knows where it is, and it's not my wife. By the and way, and I would hate to dig past a certain someone to get it. <laughs> so when it all tanks, that's what I'll have to live off of. 
while everybody else is trying to get their Bitcoin wallets to work or whatever. And but what if nobody wants whatever whatever it is? People will always want silver and gold. <laughs> always. What if they don't though? Well, just look at human history. They, they will. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a pretty safe investment yeah. too, for the most part. Sure. Again, unless Elon Musk finds a huge, yeah, stack of gold out there in the cosmos yeah, no, no, somewhere, that will, that will definitely change a lot of things. But uh, let's say the worst of the worst happened, mm-hmm. and I mean, people—they're going to care about like food, right? Sure, absolutely. It seems like the real, the one true precious metal yeah. is going to be copper-jacketed lead <laughs> well, in that case. True, and seeds, <laughs> yeah. which is why I say seeds, too. <laughs> yeah. But that's a whole other thing for another day. But yes, yeah. yeah. As I can trade you, you know, some mustard seed uh, for whatever. A box of nine millimeter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and good luck. If it gets to that point, mm-hmm. like, I don't know why anybody, like doomsday preppers and everything, I don't know why you want to be alive during that anyway. I mean, you don't want to be alive now. I barely, barely, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I see people that are like, oh, gosh, no, when it, when it hits the fan, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sitting pretty, and I got all these guns and blah, you know. And I'm just like, dude, why would you want to live through that? Right? You know, like, I don't want to have to live through that. Just take me home, Jesus. And if you have to put a bullet through my head to do that, I'm fine with that. That's cool. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I'm good. Plus, uh, this is a weird thing, and I want to dive off into some rabbit trail here. But I think when I hear people like Christians that are like, well, me and my family's going to be good. I'm like, well, dude, man, that ain't really like very Christian. You need to be helping take care of everybody else, too. You know, yeah. like just because the 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 it hits the proverbial whatever hits the fan, <laughs> that doesn't erase the teachings of Jesus and what he's told us to do. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so. If you're prepping, you better be prepping to give some of that stuff out to everybody, too. Let's talk about one time the proverbial whatever did hit the fan. Okay. This story comes from... Which I don't think there's a proverb about it hitting the fan, <laughs> you know, which is what people say proverbial. It's it's about a proverb, you know? So, yeah. it's a good point. Yeah. This next story comes from Waylon. Okay. Send it into our email. Nice. You can send us stories, too, if you want to. That's yeah, earthoddity you- at planetmail.net. Right. Travel chaos as London Bridge sealed off by cops and train stations shut after a World War II bomb was found at Guy's Hospital. Okay. Now, I'm assuming that's the name of the hospital. <laughs> just some, just guy. some guy. This Guy's <laughs> Hospital over here. Yes. Uh, London Bridge has been hit by travel chaos amid reports of an unexploded World War II bomb. Police sealed off the area as the bomb squad investigated King's College London's Guy's Campus in the courtyard of Guy's Hospital, South London. Officers from the Met cordoned off the area as thousands of rush hour commuters left work this evening. People were warned to avoid the area as cops were scrambled around 4.45. Traffic was diverted away from the area and roads were closed off after reports of the wartime explosive. London Bridge was closed to traffic as police investigated. Photos show the normally packed bridge emptied as traffic in the area was sealed off. We want to get to the actual bomb part. Doesn't look like there's a whole lot of actual bomb <laughs> information. No, it just says uh, a Met spokesman, a Met police spokesperson said at 6:45 on Monday, at 16:45 on Monday, which is that's uh, two four o'clock, 4:45, yeah, 4:45 on Monday that police were made aware of the possible World War II ordinance 
and that uh, you know, that's all it says. It says that uh, there was a World War II bomb, and they they cordoned everything off. So clearly, this is a cover story. There <laughs> never was a World War II bomb. No, they had to move the queen somewhere. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm googling to see if there's an update. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, so all we know is there there may or may not have been a bomb. I'm going to say there wasn't. I don't know. You know, like you think about all the bombs that were dropped on London. It's possible one could have gone unnoticed. Yeah, I but don't what know. happened here was there was probably an unidentified aerial phenomena in the area. Yeah, sure. And police had to get, had everybody, to get everybody out of away. there. That's and true. then their cover story was, hey, there was a war II bomb. Okay. But really, it was aliens. <laughs> Definitely could have been. Yeah. Since we're finding all about aliens every day now. <laughs> or uh, not finding out about them. Yeah. Like, we know they're there, but they still won't say, tell us what it is. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about another World War II story. Okay. Okay. Hitler's wife's knickers were sold at an auction. Huh. Um, these are a picture of them. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure Melania will look very fetching in those. <laughs> I think my wife's got a pair like that. Um, a pair of knickers once owned by Hitler's wife, Eva Braun, were sold at auction for nearly 3,000 pounds. The briefs, part of a collection that went under the hammer at Philip Sarah. So, I'm, I don't know why I'm laughing at went under the hammer. <laughs> at Philip Serrell's auction house in Malvern, were expected to fetch around 400 pounds, but sold for 2,900 pounds. A gold ring, a silver mirrored box, a sil- and a silver holder still containing Eva Braun's bright red lipstick were also sold, and they were sold to a private collector. The knickers, featuring a lace and ribbon trim, are embroidered embroidered with Eva Braun's initials. The gold cluster ring, set with an opal surrounded by six rubies, sold for $1,200. So her panties sold more than the ring did. $1,250 for the ring. This is the world we're living in. <laughs> what <laughs> well, were we talking about just a minute ago? Like the value that we place that's on true. stuff? That's true. Apparently, an uh, old racist pair of panties is worth more than, than gold in this instance. But panty guys are weird. We all know that. <laughs> John, clearly, you need to quit storing up silver. Trading and Nazi you need panties. To, you need to start storing up all your wife's knickers. <laughs> that's that's going to be the one true commodity. Uh, the lipstick case engraved with EB sold for 360 pounds. And we're sure this wasn't like the Easter Bunny. <laughs> it could be exactly. Emily Bolshe- Bolshevik. Sure. <laughs> it couldn't be any other EB than Eva Braun. Me, yeah, I was gonna say, like, how do we know these are her panties? Right. You know, like I need there's we need a photo confirmation or something, <laughs> right? Uh, the, meanwhile, a collection of early 20th century black and white photographs depicting depicting Eva Braun, some with Adolf Hitler, sold for a hundred. The auction house confirmed the lots were all sold to a collector based in the UK. Here's a picture of Eva right here. Not a looker. Yeah, I mean, you would think Hitler could do a lot better. I would think if you're going to 
you know, if your plan is to have the master race, you would want a good looking woman, right? <laughs> right. You know, you, she's got to at least outdo you, yeah, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I you, mean, if you're Hitler, your kids can't take after you and be no true Aryans. <laughs> Maybe she was like a real good athlete or something, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Which one of my favorite historical stories is when Jesse Owens went to the Olympics in Germany and they were like full fledged high of the Nazi power, <laughs> yeah. and he just went over there and just gave them. Awesome, shut up. Like, look, I'm gonna be better at every event, every yes. single one. I'm gonna be better than y'all. Uh, the Fuhrer was not too pleased, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he didn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, I think a comedian said this. I don't, I didn't come with this one. I was like, you know, the car ride home after that with Hitler was like very awkward, you know, he's all mad and everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> So uh, let's see if this says, so Sophie Jones, auctioneer and valuer uh, at the auction house, said an array of people bid on the items, um, but she said it was generally everything went to private collectors. It's generally people fascinated with that period of history, she said. I think people who were bidding on them were private collectors more than dealers. Many of the items at the auction, including the underwear, had certificates of authenticity from the relevant seller, she added. So they were real. They were really her panties, Tiny. (laughs) Yeah. Which panty technologies came a long way. Long way. I mean, a real long way. Those are basically shorts. (laughs) I really appreciate the minimalist (laughs) design (laughs) that modern uh, fashion designers have put into ladies' underwear technology. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they've they've done a good job for the most part. (laughs) Now, my wife won't wear them. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't get her to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she wears panties. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) She she likes them. She likes her panties to to cover well. I'll say that much. <laughs> right. Uh, which finally may never been a hold up in my mind at all. Um, right. So, Have you ever seen the movie Jojo Rabbit? No, I haven't. Okay, it's a movie about a kid who was growing up under uh, Nazi Germany. Okay. And it's a comedy. Like his mom is like secretly working for the resistance. Okay. Played by who's the Black Widow lady. I have no idea. Oh, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Uh, anyway, I just remember at the end of the movie, like the allies are getting close to Berlin yeah. and they're fixing to, and he, for whatever reason, he had a, an injury, so he couldn't join up, mm-hmm. but his buddy did. And he like runs into him and he's like telling him how the war's going, how they're figuring that it's, it's getting bad. Yeah. And he's like, the Italians have already lost. It's just us in Japanese. And I don't know about you, but they don't look that Aryan to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> huh. you know, hard to do a, com- a World War II comedy. Yeah. I feel like Schindler's List was the best one. <laughs> That's a bad joke. That's a bad joke. <laughs> okay. On the heels of that, let's talk about Cajun Curl. (laughs) We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. The Fuhrer loved it (laughs) for their support. Also, Winston Churchill. (laughs) Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. 
If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, even Eva Braun's panties, I guess, <laughs> and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl's Bayou Blended Spice on it will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10, that's EOP in the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, let's, we got a voicemail this week. Let's listen to our one and only voicemail. Okay. Hey, John and Tiny, it's Jacqueline. Uh, it's actually getting somewhat warm here, but it's not nearly as warm as it's been on the West Coast. So prayers for everyone on the West Coast. Uh, I know, Nicole, if you're listening, God love you. Um, I trade you in a heartbeat because I love the heat. But anyway, um, talking of pizzles, my dog, Isabella, loves, loves beef pizzles uh, to eat. Um, she's had them for a long time now, and they're her favorite snack, but they're kind of expensive, so she doesn't get them very often. And, uh, of course, the lady in New Zealand who named her kids Metallica Slayer and Pantera, that lady is, uh, oh, my, she would be my best friend if I lived in New Zealand. My favorite metal band, though, slash artist, um, is Alice Cooper, uh, and so naming a kid after Alice Cooper would be kind of boring. Uh, but I guess then I would have to go to my second favorite metal band, which is like a goth metal band called Typo Negative, and that would be an interesting kid's name. Anyways, uh, hope you guys are having a great life and a great summer, and that you all don't get too hot, and send some of that hot weather my way. Talk to you later. Bye. I'm a big fan of Alice Cooper myself. Alice Cooper discovered by Frank Zappa. Little known fact, devout Christian. Yeah. Born yeah. again Christian. That's Alice right. Cooper. He is. He is. Yeah, I like Alice Cooper. Nothing against Alice Cooper. I think he's a pretty cool dude, seems like it. Loves to play golf out here. Yeah. Too, which is kind of wild. He used to play golf with R.C. Sproul. Oh, okay. Before he, he went on yeah, in. Right. Uh, for those That's for anyone good. that don't know, R.C. Sproul, reformed theologian. Sure. That uh, that have some interesting conversations. <laughs> but, I would love to have heard every single one of them. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's been a heat wave out west, which, you know, hate that for them. I'm glad someone other than the south is having a heat wave. Yeah, it's been hot here, but it hasn't been quite as yeah. horrible as it usually no, is this no. time of year. It's been, we've had a lot of rain. We have. I mean, we've had a ton. It's still of rain. humid. Yeah, I've oh, had yeah. some days at work humid. where it was gold bond steamy. city, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. But yeah, I know it's been like up in the hundreds and all that out west. Like they're not prepared for that out there. They can't handle <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, that's normally what it is this time of year here. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm hate they're going through it. But glad that we have had so far. Knock on wood. A somewhat mild summer. Yeah. Still early, though. I mean, we're only halfway through July, so we got August through November to get up into the hundreds. Well, we also have some questions this week. Okay. 
And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. If you would like to ask John questions, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Yeah. And you can ask John questions, and we'll ask him on the show. Our first question comes from Phil Zootsuit. When Earth Oddity becomes wildly successful, how much money will you put into poop coin? <laughs> None. <laughs> None. None. Oh. We're putting all our money in odd coin. That's right. Odd coin is the only coin. <laughs> yes. Phil also asked, did Tiny edit out the sound of the mic dropping after you made the correlation between Nickelback album sold and McDonald's fries sold? <laughs> yes, I think he did. I do not concede concede defeat on this, though. They're two totally different things. Tiny talked himself into a corner that he can't get out of. McDonald's I don't even need to bring it up. <laughs> McDonald's fries. They sell more because they are the most convenient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nickelback sells albums because a lot of people secretly like Nickelback. Now, do we need to talk about how McDonald's has and has had several menu items that didn't make it, even though they were wildly convenient? Like what? The McRib. There's a reason they only bring it back for a limited amount of time. It's not a permanent item. Nobody likes the McRib, though. Hudson Long does. He does? Yeah, absolutely he does. Well, yeah. I like Hudson, but he's wrong. <laughs> he's just I'm wrong. I'm not saying I like the McRib. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying you would think, with it being so convenient, they would sell enough to keep it year-round. Well, here's the thing. Instead if, of making if, a marketing push for a month, a year. If all they sold were McRibs, mm-hmm. like if you went to McDonald's and all you could get was a McRib, they would sell a ton of them. You think so? But because you, got, you can either get the McRib which is a disgusting... It's just a slab of meat with barbecue sauce. <laughs> it's like it's meat molded yeah. into the shape. Sure. It's like Jello Jigglers if it was pork. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or I mean, it, or it, you can get a Big Mac. People are going to take the Big Mac. Yeah, because the Big Mac's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'll admit that. Especially with some fries. <laughs> I could take or leave the fries. <laughs> I bet you could. <laughs> You're just too proud to admit that they have great fries. They have okay fries. They're not okay. When they're warm. They are every fry is good when it's warm. You know? A potato wedge can be good cold. Mm, I don't can know about be. that. Can I don't be. know about that. Didn't say it is. But a potato wedge be. is not a fry, it's a potato wedge. That's it's, why you didn't call it by a fry. <laughs> it's related to the French fry. No, they live in the same neighborhood, but it's, they're not on the same street. It's taxonomy, John. <laughs> okay. All right. A French fry is a is the great great grandson of the potato wedge. I got I, yeah. I prefer the original. We <laughs> <laughs> got you. Uh, that's our Bobo ask. How many Weird Al albums can you name? Oh, probably not many. I know there was Alapalooza. Okay. There was one. one. Uh, I think Eat It was one. And then I think his first album was titled Weird Al Yankovic. It just so self-titled. Three. Yeah, self-titled. <laughs> that's a pretty good guess. I don't know how many that they have, though. Or he has. I'm fixing to look it up. Okay. But we can add to that, Poke Your Eyes Out. Okay. I think that was yeah. an album. Yeah, he did do a polka-themed album, I think. <laughs> and he did uh, Running With Scissors. Okay. There we go. So between the two of us, we came up with five. We think we have five. Yeah. Let's see It's here. always safe to go with a self-titled first album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that first title. Weird Al. <laughs> Then he did Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, Dare to be Stupid. Polka Party. It's okay. not Polka Your Eyes Out. Close. Polka Your Party. Even worse, uh, the soundtrack to UHF. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Duh. 
Alapalooza, Bad Hair Day, Running with Scissors, Poodle Hat, Straight Out of Linwood, Apocalypse, and Mandatory Fun. So Eat It wasn't. An no, album. down here. That's oh. a compilation album. Okay. There was a Eat It compilation album. All right. I knew somebody I knew had that cassette. He had a greatest hits album. Should have mm. should have threw that out. Yeah, well, he should have. <laughs> he has a greatest hits and a best of. Okay. The food album. Permanent record, Al in the Box, Greatest Hits Volume 2. <laughs> <laughs> the TV album, The Saga Begins, The Essential Weird Al Yankovic, and Squeeze Box. Okay. So. Well, there we go. And then there was also a collaborative album up here where he collaborated on Peter and the Wolf. Okay. So, there you go. Well, good deal. <laughs> Next question. Raytheon asks, do you think Big G is severely annoyed that human scientists dubbed remnants of the Big Bang as the guard farticle? <laughs> oh, I think God has a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. I would think yes, but no more annoyed than he is you calling him Big G. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, Warsaw asks, hey, John, what is the worst way to die? He says that it's, he thinks it's being eaten by something. Okay. That's up there. That's, That's top, gotta be top up five. There. Yeah. I would say burning alive. I would agree. Yeah. Burning the alive. Definitely my least favorite way to die, which probably end up, that'll be how I die. Yeah. <laughs> In a car accident. Yeah. Just burning alive. Your yeah. leg's trapped and you can't get away. Yeah. No. Ugh. It's tough. Stuff. I have nightmares. Yeah. Although getting eaten by a python, that'd be bad too. I think burning would be, be a worse. Big python to eat you. It has to be a huge. Yeah. It has to be like anaconda. <laughs> no, yeah, for real. Ice Cube's gonna be <laughs> out there looking done for it. Snacked on J Lo and, <laughs> and Ice Cube. Yeah, but like I know they squeeze you, mm -hmm. but they can after they squeeze something and break all its bones. Sometimes it's not even. Fully dead yet, right? Yeah, I don't when they start so. eating it. I would think like a bear too. Same thing. Yeah, it'd be bad. Know. I've I've watched the remnant. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, yeah. that's bad. Yeah, great movie though. Great movie. Yeah. Tyler B asks, "What is your favorite sports moment, and more specifically, your favorite Alabama football sports moment?" Oh well, hmm. my favorite in general sports moment would be <clears throat> the nineteen ninety two. NLCS when Sid Bream came home on a single, just he was the slowest runner in the history of Major League Baseball. Barry Bonds, pre steroid Barry Bonds, couldn't even sh throw him out from like deep short, and uh, and he scored to win the game uh, because my dad, who in general in my life has not shown a ton of emotion like most men. I've never seen him more excited in my life. <laughs> and that, I, I remember the whole scene. I remember where I was sitting in our living room when that happened. And my dad, like, leaping out of his recliner and, like, pounding on the floor to help Sid Bream get home in time. It was just a great memory. I love it. Uh, Alabama, I mean, probably uh, 1994, Alabama played Georgia in Bryant-Denny Stadium, and me and Deidre went to the game. And uh, we came back and won the game, I think, 28-29. to 29. Jay Barker and Eric Zire, who was the quarterback for Georgia, had a shootout. And we ended up winning right at the end. I think Jay Barker threw for like, I think it's 398 yards, something like Not that. Not bad. 
Not bad, especially <laughs> in that day and age. And considering when we won the national championship game in like 1992, Jay Barger had a total of like 17 yards passing too. <laughs> right. So uh, he had like came a long way. We won. The stadium was going crazy. I hugged like some fatty, fat, sweaty guy. I didn't even know, you know, Dieter <laughs> was with me. We hadn't been dating that long. It was just like a really great night. Yeah. So that's probably if I think that I witnessed in person my favorite you know, mm-hmm. Alabama sporting moment. I can tell you my least favorite Alabama sporting oh, moment. Oh, I can tell you that one too. Was the kick six. Okay. Because I have to hear about it <laughs> every single time you say anything about Alabama. Oh, Some Auburn fans got to get on there and be like, kick six. Kick six. Kick six. <laughs> like, yes, I know. <laughs> my least favorite was watching Alabama get beaten by Northern Illinois in person. And <laughs> yeah. That. At that point in time, when we were walking out of the stadium, I seriously considered going home and committing suicide. <laughs> I got to watch Alabama lose to the Minnesota Golden Gophers oh, yeah. in the Music City <laughs> Bowl. So. Courtesy of Spencer Pennington, <laughs> yeah. County High School native. And uh, But I was, I was in Nashville, so, I mean, yeah. there was that. But, yeah. yeah, I sat through a cold uh, Alabama Music City Bowl, Alabama versus Virginia Tech, when Michael Vick absolutely destroyed us. We got beat so bad, but watching him play, I was like, this dude is like the greatest football player in the history of football. Yeah. He know? beat them like one of his dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he did. He did. We give Michael Vick a hard time. Deservedly so. For for his dogfighting ring, <laughs> but he was an absolutely amazing football player, especially yeah. in college. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, he was he was awesome. Stan Wright asks question for both of you. I know y'all don't believe in murder, but if the purge was real, who would be on your list? Would you purge or shelter in place? Um, I don't really have anybody out there I want to murder, like specifically mm-hmm. since Stuart Scott died. So <laughs> other than that, I've been good to go. Yeah, uh, same here. I would only purge people who tried to purge me or my family first. Yeah, right. But then I would absolutely purge them. <laughs> yeah, right. So I guess I would shelter in place. Yeah. Just hang out, watch a movie, something like that. Yeah. Until somebody tried to break in. Don't make me pause my video game. <laughs> And he's out in his yard with his like handheld steam thing and a pistol in the other hand, just picking people off. Yeah, I'll be playing uh, Halo in real life. You you try to bust up in here. Well, that'll be all our questions. Okay. As this free show comes to a close, one thing we have to do before we end the show is we have to thank our patrons. Sure. Each and every one of you, thank you so much. We would like to thank specifically those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Warsaw, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Yeah. Mick will the greatest of the McDonald's menu. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I tried to get a Mick will the other day. <laughs> that truly is the greatest. That's true and convenient. Yes. <laughs> we thank you all so much for supporting what we do. We we honestly cannot thank you enough. Sure. If you would like to get some extra content, you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash Earth Oddity. 
We have several different tiers, but mm-hmm. if you join at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week. And once a month, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode. Latest one went up yesterday, yeah, Saturday. That's right. So head on over there and give us money because money's not real. That's right. It's not real. You can't take it with you either way, whether it's real or not. Yeah. Yeah. Extend your oddity. Yeah. That too. Speaking of extended shows, what we got coming up in the extension today? Uh, We got a story about ethically sourced cocaine. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Also, don't we have a story about another firing? Yeah. I need to talk about (laughs) an adventure I went on this week. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're also going to talk about Arc 2, Electric okay. Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. There we go. <laughs> I guess that'll about do it. You got anything else? No, just thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. And... Yeah, we don't say that enough. Tell a friend. Yeah. And yeah. if you can't tell a friend, then... Uh, tell can... an enemy. <laughs> tell an enemy. Yeah. You can send somebody a link. A link. Oh, That's yeah. That's like super easy. Or the easiest way... To help share our show yeah. is just hit the share button on social media. Right. Like if we post something, you can like it or you can share it. True. Maybe you'll have a friend be oh so and so they yeah. like these two rednecks. Maybe I'll like these two rednecks too. Sure. Uh, shout out to the one person who followed uh, our Instagram page. We got this another week. one. Yeah. No, <laughs> just one. <laughs> We're coming off a high three, but John had to snapshot. The cover art himself this week. That's right. I did it. Because I, I posted send that it at like 5.30 in the morning, too. <laughs> yeah. and then later on that afternoon, Tiny sends me the show art. Credit to John. Yeah. I was already above. <laughs> I was already done it. Which I love, Tiny, that you send me the show art with the new show is up. Yeah. Follow-up text in case I didn't understand <laughs> that that is why you're sending me the show off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to do you. I'm trying to make it simple. Sure. I know. I got you. <laughs> trying to break it down as much <laughs> as possible. I want to see if from now on I can continue to post it before you send it to me. <laughs> you will fail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I may just create my own show art. Show art. <laughs> That's what you should do. And then we could ask people to vote on which which one was better. better. Yeah. There we go. That's too much work. (laughs) Hey, if anyone out there wants to create show art for a show, send it to us. And if if we like it, I might go in and change it. I was also thinking it might be easier on you because you do all the work. Let's admit it. Tiny does all the work on this podcast. I show up and talk and I walk back across the street to my house. Okay. To my fancy watch collection. (laughs) That's right. I go in and inspect my watches. Uh, We should just come up with like a generic one that we can post and Mm -hmm. just change the title on it. You know, with our logo and all that. And we'll just say episode, you know, one, 81, whatever episode we mm-hmm. are, you know, two dudes talking in a closet or whatever, you know, <laughs> right. the title is. Yeah. And then you don't have to do a specific Photoshop session each week. I, yeah. I, the reason I was, I do that is because it gives us something to post. Well, but I mean, yeah. The if, old, the old Instagram is not really taken out <laughs> like I thought it would. So does it point. really matter? <laughs> well, maybe not. Yeah. I tell you what, if anyone out there in the listening audience, do y'all ever, Look at the show art. Yeah. Does your app, because I know now iTunes, I know we're not exactly yeah, friendly with Apple right now. Right. But back when we were, I know Apple doesn't show individual no. episode cover art, but I have some apps that do. Right. Like you hit play on the podcast, and then as it's playing, like it's got the art, the cover. Yeah. 
as it's playing. I'm not saying your art's fine. Every one of them. Well, I mean, it's not great. No, but but it's funny to me. (laughs) Sometimes. So I I don't think that that's the issue. I was just like, can Mm -hmm. we just remove a step off of Tiny's thing? And then, thusly, I would just, my Instagram duties would really be drawn down to Neil. <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> That's right. And just post the same thing basically yeah. every week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe. I tell you what, everybody comment this week. Yeah. On where, wherever we post it, wherever on Instagram, it. Yeah. on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever. Yeah. If you like the show art, then, hey, just go on there and say, like, like yeah, the show I art. like the show art. I like the show If that's too much, yeah, uh, you can just put... You can just hard it. Is the show art influ? Is it enhancing your experience, yeah. or do you not care about it? Yeah, that, or, that's or what I'm saying. It, yeah, exactly. Or if you don't care, go on there and just be like, "I don't care." Yeah, I don't care about the show art. Yeah, right. right. Thumbs up, thumbs down. That's what we want. Okay, because I'm trying to make better. it as easy as possible. Yeah. I know that's a lot of typing for well, some folks these days. To follow our daggum Instagram page. <laughs> yes. So half of these people probably have no idea about any of this. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Right. Thumbs up or thumbs down if you pay any attention at Pardon. all to the show art. Yes. And if nobody cares, then yeah, yeah that would give me a whole extra. I don't know. Ten minutes right. a week that you, can video, that. that you can video game or <laughs> whatever. True. Yeah, I can level up in Dragon's Quest. There you go. Whatever <laughs> that is. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's all. I guess that is. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're on most all of them. Yeah. Pandora, too. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We, as of now, have show art on Instagram. <laughs> Maybe coming to an end soon. But we could still use the Instagram for other pictures mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. That is underscore earthoddity over there on Instagram. Yeah. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Earth Oddity Podcast, the extension to episode 179. I was way off. Yeah, you were like 150s, right? <laughs> yes, I think I said 150. Okay. It's eight, but it was actually 178.